0: The Lord be with you a reading from the holy gospel according to mark when Jesus saw the vast crowd his heart was moved with pity for them for they were like sheep without a shepherd and he began to teach them many things by now it was already late and his disciples approached him and said this is a deserted place and it is already very late Dismiss them so that they can go to the surrounding farms and villages and buy, buy themselves something to eat. He said to them in reply, give them some food yourselves. But they said to him, are we to buy 200 days wages worth of food and give it to them to eat? He asked them, how many loaves do you have? Go and see. And when they had found out, they said, five loaves and two fish. So he gave orders to have them sit down in groups on the green grass. The people took their places in rows by hundreds and by fifties. Then taking the five loaves and the two fish and looking up to heaven, he said the blessing, broke the loaves and gave them to his disciples to set before the people. He also divided the two fish among them all. They all ate and were satisfied. And they picked up twelve wicker baskets full of fragments And what was left of the fish, those who ate of the loaves, were 5,000 men. The Gospel of the Lord. One of the things that I think is kind of an important aspect of this Gospel right at the very beginning is, is about how Jesus sees the people looking very lost. And so then it says he begins to teach them because he has pity on them because they're like you know shepherd or sheep without a shepherd, and as today as we celebrate the great Saint uh, Saint Elizabeth Ann Seton, Saint Elizabeth was the first native-born you know saint beatified for America really, and so she spent actually a lot of her time in Italy though so she was a, she was born and raised Episcopalian and then you know practiced the faith you know pretty fervently until um getting married and then eventually moving to italy and she has a greater exposure to catholicism there and that's actually where she ends up um converting to the faith and becoming catholic and then one of her great legacies is when she comes back to the united states is founding schools Uh, first in baltimore where she lived in maryland and then and then on to new york and then her religious sister the community of religious sisters that started as a result really really began to flourish and so we see the, the important aspect of, when we see people that don't know, especially people who don't know Christ, and what it's like to have exposure to Christ and then be able to give that to other people. Um, in that first letter of St. John, one of the things that's amazing in there is that, of course, it's not the Gospel of John, but there's a lot of reiteration uh, from that. And I remember in my, in my class in, in theology um, about the Gospel of John, it was funny because as you're getting closer and closer to the exams, And this was an oral exam like many of the exams are you know you're discussing amongst your classmates and everything like that generally speaking what what the expectations from the the professor were a lot of the time and i remember it was reiterated so many times that um in john's gospel is that we abide in god and then and then he abides in in us and so to like abide in god to be to be a part in acting in his life, for him to act in us, is for love to manifest outwardly, right? His love is first given to us, and then we give that to other people. And there's this reciprocal nature of that love there. So, you know, there's this abiding love that goes back and forth. And it's amazing when you think that, so St. Elizabeth becomes, you know, Catholic, and then we have devotions in the church. Of course, there's a reception of the Eucharist, which is prefigured in the feeding of the multitude in the gospel. But then also we think about like our adoration chapel that we have here, all the people that actually have spent time in the Eucharist in those two ways. First, primarily by reception of the Eucharist. You know, we're closer to the Lord. We're the closest to him in the reception of the Eucharist. And then in a sense, you know, secondarily, then when we're able to be with him in adoration. And so those two things, though, for those who know, those who are in the know, so to speak, you realize that it changes your life, and it starts to transform it. And once that presence to God, that closeness with God, that abiding presence in him happens, then what happens? You look at the rest of the world that doesn't have God, and then you're like, I need to give him to them, (laughs) you know, and that's exactly what Jesus does of himself. In, in that situation, you know, he's like, oh, I need to give myself to other people, and so that's exactly what he does, and, and that's what many of us have done. Once we start to receive him and to be in his presence, then we're like, I got to give this to other people, because you realize it's the most important thing that you have, the most important gift that you've been given in your life, and so subsequently, that's how that's how our faith spreads out to other people, and there's always an abundance of it that's the thing it's not like any other resource that we know of in the world where everybody's like sort of worried you know it's a constant the news is constantly filled with worrying about if we're going to run out of one resource or another even the earth itself right like in the resources it provides but that's the thing that's what is alluded to is that all those fragments of the eucharist of the bread that day that are left over just like after our mass there is always enough left over in the tabernacle. There will never be a shortage of Jesus to go around. The shortage is, is of people accepting him. And that's, that's the great tragedy in the world. And so we continue our very best to be filled with him so that we can fill other people with him so that truly as many believers as possible can be taken into this world. And so as we, we, as we remember, St. Elizabeth uh, we think of all those good teachers that we have that gave us that very thing that taught us about the Eucharist. So for some of you, it was religious brothers and sisters who actually taught you the faith and then you came to believe that way and, and for some, it was our parents. But when we accept the Lord that way, then, then, then it's for that greater gift of to be able to give him to other people. So never, never forget that, that the gift you've been given needs to be put forth to other people so that they can learn what it really is so that they're not wandering around in life like sheep without a shepherd, because that's exactly what we see. You know, we walk out there, especially if you go somewhere in uh, downtown Portland, but, but not even here, even here in downtown Beaverton. There's many people wandering around, and they're very, very lost, and it's Christ that people need in their life. God bless you all.